The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. And God went forth further to give a description of his vision. In verse 28, the Bible says that, And God blessed them. The them here has to do with his vision. And God blessed them, and God said unto this vision, be fruitful. So every vision goes through these stages. Number one, if the vision is blessed. Number two, what follows the blessed vision is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Number three, he said, let them multiply. So the third thing that follows a blessed vision is multiplication. Multiplication. The fourth thing that follows a blessed vision is the vision always replenishes after itself. All right, are you ready for the word? Okay, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 29. The book of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I read, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing the series I started last week, titled Vision. Vision, 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 like I said, is so important because without vision, you perish. Without vision, you perish. If I look at your life, I can tell where you're going to end. As a matter of fact, God has given me this gift this precious gift that when I look at someone for the first time, within five seconds, I can tell where they're going to end. It's not because of where they are currently, but because of the vision they have. So vision is so important. Dr. Otterbell said this, he said a blurred vision is equally as dangerous as having no vision. A blurred vision is equally as dangerous as having no vision. And then he went forth to say that ensure you have clarity of your vision in order to reach your desired destination. For those of you who drive, you can testify to this fact that when you are driving and there is mist on your windscreen, your vision is blurred. Or when you are driving in a time of fog, your vision is what? Is blurred. So, uh, not having vision is dangerous. And having a vision and the vision being blurred is also as equally dangerous. Now, last week I told you that even God could not make man without a vision. Even God. 
Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, God said, let us make man in our own image. That's God's vision. That's God's vision. God said, let us make man in our what? In our own image after our own likeness. That's a vision. And look at what this vision, God's vision is going to do. God says, let this vision, which is man, made in his image and in his likeness, to number one, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle upon the earth. Three areas of dominion. The air, the sea, the earth. And God went forth further to give a description of his vision. In verse 28, the Bible says that, and God blessed them. The them here has to do with his vision. And God blessed them, and God said unto this vision, be fruitful. So every vision goes through these stages. Number one, if the vision is blessed. Number two, what follows the blessed vision is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Number three, he said, let them multiply. So the third thing that follows a blessed vision is multiplication. Multiplication. The fourth thing that follows a blessed vision is the vision always replenishes after itself. How many of you have been to a Barclays Bank in London before? Canary Wharf. When you Okay, if you're not Canary Wharf, if it's Liverpool Street Station or wherever it is. But when you come to Crawley and you go to a, a, a Barclays Bank, you see the same vision. You see the logo is the same. The uniform is the same. The operation is the same. That is, one vision from its original is replenishing itself. This is very important. And then the fifth stage of the vision is God said, and let them subdue the earth. So the vision now begins to have influence. That is what it means to subdue, to have influence. Wherever you go, people know about this vision. Now, for instance, if I mention golf, whose name will come into your mind? That's influence. He has subdued that game so much that even though there are other players, when you mention his name or when you mention the game, the only name that comes up is his name. If I mention Apple, iPad, iPhone, iPod. Someone's name will come to your mind. Whose name? Are, are you getting the vision now? So, now, if at your workplace they mention the name of your work and your name doesn't come, out, that means there's something wrong. <laughs> uh, 
That means there's something wrong. That means you, are, you don't have a vision. Your vision is not working at all. Do you know many people go into uh, 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 a certain employment setting without a vision? If you go to any work just to make money, that's no vision. Please get that. But at your workplace, if they mention NHS, one name must come up. It must be a name from this church. If they mention Barclays Bank, Crawley Branch, a name from this church must pop up. Are you you getting what I'm saying? That is where God is taking us. So this is why this year we have to strive to make our vision have influence. A time is coming when they mention church. Solution will come up. I decree it so. I decree it so. If you Google churches in this area, this church comes number one. Number one. Google churches in Crowley. This church comes number one. That's influence. What this church has done in this area, no church has ever done it. I'm speaking by the spirit of God in all humility. This church was the first church to have branches here in Crawley more than any church. This church grew faster than any church ever in Crawley. It's not by accident. This church has the most, the most nationalities in it than any church. Not only in Crawley, but almost in the whole of the United Kingdom. Are you seeing the vision? And that's why this year by April, we're going to feed 10,000. That's influence. And after we feed 10,000 people, you will see what God will do. Get ready this year. Some of you come to church this year, you have to give up your chair for someone. You don't like that one. You have to stand. I say, it's okay, please take my chair because there will be not enough room for the multitudes that God is bringing into into the house this year. That's a vision. And the purpose of that vision is to get more people saved so we can all go to heaven together. It's not about a man's ambition of having uh, 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 multitudes in the church. No. Even when we had many branches, I was not going anywhere. I was here. So it's not about where to preach. Are you getting there? So even if you give me three people today, I'll preach to them like I'm preaching to three million people. So your vision must go through these stages to a point where it is the most influential. When your name is mentioned in this nation, in your organization, if any organization is mentioned, your name must come up. Say amen to that. And this year I decree it so. 
I said this year I decree it so. Amen. It shall happen in the name of Jesus. Amen. And like I've said, nobody can destroy you. <laughs> no witch has the power to destroy you. If you have a vision, no devil can destroy you. Because, you see, what destroys people is vision, lack of vision. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, or 6, 4, 4, 6, or 6, 4. My people are perish for lack of knowledge. This is God speaking. God said, my people. So you can still be a child of God and perish. Do you know that many Christians don't even think about vision beginning of the year? They think about spirit, spirit, spirit. I've noticed a trend in the body of Christ. The, the, the spirit of God has been dealing with me with this. A trend in the body of Christ that the beginning of every year Almost every church now across the world is doing a 21 days of prayer and fasting. And most of them are doing it not because the Spirit of God led them to do it. Because they've seen a church doing it and they also want to do it. That's not your vision. That's somebody else's vision. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So it's so important to have a vision for your life. That's why God said, my people, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The word knowledge there has to do with vision. For lack of vision, my people perish. Because you have rejected knowledge, because you have rejected vision, God said, I will also reject you. It's time to go and write down your vision this year. Amen. Write down your vision this year. Where are you going this year? What courses do you want to pursue this year? Right. As for you, you just say, as for me, I, I finished. I did my, my university degree. I closed the book and that's it. No. As a matter of fact, now university degree is the beginning. Yes. Do you know that? Yes. It's the beginning. And hear me, this will shock you. Any knowledge you have acquired that is older than three months is irrelevant. <laughs> Any knowledge that you have acquired that is older than three months is, is irrelevant. It's no longer in, in use. Have you noticed when, how many of you are on Facebook? Okay. How many of you are on Facebook? How many of you know that the church is also on Facebook? Yeah, so you people need to follow the church or do something on the church. Now, now, now when Facebook came up, I think 10 years ago, right? When you put a post on Facebook, it will stay there. You see your post for about an hour. But now go and write a post on your page. In less than two seconds, somebody is also written something that, was, that is overtaking yours. 
As a matter of fact, billions are writing. So the moment you write your post, it is expired within one second. So why do you think the knowledge you acquired 20 years ago at University of Kampala is still relevant today? <laughs> why do you think it's still relevant today? Uh, whichever university, I, I don't know where that came from. Maybe God is. God is. <laughs> Sorry, did anybody go to University of Kampala here? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf said that for your, for your vision to be effective, you have to call back to mind every 10 seconds your vision. I heard somebody quote her said 17 seconds. I went and listened to her and she said every 10 seconds. So you can imagine how some of us are wasting our brains. If I ask you now, what's your vision? You can't say. Many of you are in this church, you've been in this church for more than a year or more than a month. If I ask you, what is the vision of this church? You don't know. You are coming because somebody is coming. No! You, are, you have to follow because of a vision. Oh, this is going to be good. You will live here tonight a totally transformed man or woman. Your life will never be the same again. I, I went to a shop and I saw a trend that now shop assistants are wearing uh, a headphone with a mic. In co-op, I saw that. In Harrods, I saw that. I said, this is somebody's vision. Somebody went into these shops and saw that if a colleague need assistance, they have to walk all the way. That's wasting 10 minutes. So somebody has invented this vision and before you realize it will be in every bank, in every supermarket, everywhere you go. Very soon, even in the church. Because I don't like it when the technical people are behind there and talking to each other, talk to, do this, do this. You know, I, I don't want nobody to hear they are talking. So very soon, I'll buy it for them. And then when they are talking to each other, you cannot hear. That's somebody's vision. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? That's somebody's vision. Somebody went into an environment, saw a problem, came up with a solution, and now he's sitting somewhere and smiling because every few minutes or every few hours, money is going into his bank account. Christians, our heavenly father was a creator. Why did we let go of our thinking? 
That's why in this church, you see that sometimes I preach. When I'm preaching, I'm sweating. That's a part. But there are some times I just take time to teach you. Now you cannot say, oh, I want pastor to be shouting today. No, no, today is teacher, teacher, teaching, teaching, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Because what you don't understand is that preaching will only inspire you. By the time you get out of the door, you have forgotten everything I said. That's why I don't even like you coming to church without writing. Because by the time you go outside there, everything you've heard, you can, you can retain about 1%. Albert Einstein can retain 10%. You are no near Albert Einstein. So even that 1% is questionable. That's what faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. Every 10 seconds. This year, if you fail, it's not a witch. It's not a wizard. It's who? It's you. Hallelujah. Write this down. Your vision will not reach its full potential if you are in the wrong place associating with the wrong people. Your vision will not reach its full potential if you are in the wrong place associating with the wrong people. Genesis chapter 13 verse 14 to 15. You know the story. It has to do, the background of this scripture has to do with Abraham and Lot. God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. God said to Abraham, leave your family, leave your kindred, leave your father's house to a place that I'll show you. God called him alone, but he took Lot with him. Be careful who you are taking along with you this year. There are lots in your life almost all the time try to become the voice of God in your life. The lots in your life represent strife. Until lots goes from your life, you can never hear the voice of God. So Abraham has gone with Lot. Lot is now blessed as a result of association. But Lord has forgotten. Lord immediately had amnesia and thought that I am blessed because of myself. And then his headsmen and his uncle's headsmen started fighting. Because the Bible says that the land was too small to contain them. That's a good blessing right there. The time is coming where your business will be so large. Your influence will be so large. Where you are dwelling will be too small to contain you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So the land was too small to contain them. And the headsmen of Lot and the headsmen of 
of Abraham started fighting. And remember, where there is strife, nothing grows. Where there is antagonism, where there is quarrel, nothing grows. That's why David could not build a house for the Lord. The reason why Solomon was able to build for God, because in Solomon's time, there was peace. But in David's time, it was one war after another war. And this year, I prophesy peace. Perfect peace. In that relationship, perfect peace. In your marriage, perfect peace. In this ministry, perfect peace. I prophesy an all-round peace. In the name of Jesus. At your workplace, anything, anything that represents antagonism, anything that represents fight, anything that represents quarrels, right now, by the authority of Christ Jesus, I decree that thing removed. By the time you go to work tomorrow, that thing will be removed. If it is someone who is causing you to always be fearful, scared of going to work, I decree right now they are removed in the name of Jesus. So you know the story. Uh, Lot came to his uncle. They were fighting and the uncle said, Abraham said to Lot, you know, we don't have to fight. There's a big land. Choose anywhere you like. And for your information, wisdom requires that when you are a child and you are eating with an adult and the adult says, choose the meat, don't choose. It's a trap. When you sit at a table with a rich man and there's food, they say, oh, eat, 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 eat. (laughs) Careful, don't eat. When you eat, leave some in the plate. Don't finish everything in the plate. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you finish everything in the plate, they'll know that, uh, okay, let me not go. (laughs) So Abraham said to Lot, choose, and Lot chose the best part of the land. This is a prophecy to someone. Some people have chosen the best part of the land. They have gone ahead of you. It seems as if you are, you are, nothing is happening for you. Listen, like the walls of Jericho, you are going around it seven times. Nothing seems to be happening visibly, but I can guarantee you, God is working on the background. God is working something on the background for you. Your story will change this year. You will have the greatest testimony this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. One thing, don't envy them. Don't be bitter towards them. Because the moment you are bitter, bitterness blocks the flow of God's blessing into your life. Don't be bitter. So Abraham allowed Lord to choose And then let's read further, verse 13, verse 14 of Genesis chapter 13. The Bible says, and the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, 
Can you imagine? So all this while, when Lot was with Abraham, Abraham never heard the voice of God. The most important asset, your number one asset this year is the voice of God. It's to always hear the voice of God. Don't let anything take away the voice of God from your life. So when Lot left, then God spoke to Abraham. And I love what God said. He said, after Lot was separated from him, God said, look at vision. God said, lift up now your eyes. Somebody say, I'll lift up my eyes. Unto the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. My help does not come from the hills. My help comes from the Lord. In the name of Jesus. God said, lift up your eyes now. Lift it up now. Don't procrastinate. Remember last week? We spoke about procrastination. Don't procrastinate the vision. Don't say next week. Don't say I'll do it tomorrow. When do you do it? Now. And don't say, say ye. Say ye not. Say ye not, people are those who are always talking about the vision. This year, I'm going to go to the gym. Last year, you said, last year, I'm going to go to the gym. But you never went. This year, you stand in front of the mirror. Ooh, ooh. It will be good. I, I'm going to have six pack this year. Now, don't look at my own. Look at your own. Jesus says, say ye not. That there are four months. John 4, 35. He says, say you know that there are four months. He said, lift up your eyes now and look. The harvest is ripe already. So God said to Abraham, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. Oh, I love this. You see, yes, you might have a big vision. But what God is saying is that start from where you are. Start small. Start little. Do you know how Asda started? Asda is a branch of Walmart. Do you know how Walmart started? It started on a tabletop. He wanted to he wanted to just uh, buy things cheap in, in his community. Uh, and that's, that's how my mother started her business also. Tabletop. We call it tabletop business. That's how Walmart started. Yes, the vision is big, but starts small. Are you following what God is saying? He said, yes, you have a big vision. He's giving you a big vision, but start small. Start little. This vision is a big vision, but how did we start? Two adults, one child. Start small. Many people are scared of people criticizing them, so they don't want to start small. They are scared of people laughing at them, so they don't want to start small. But God said, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. In other words, start with what you have. 
the church I came out from, I'm still part of that church. The church started a university about 20 years ago. The university was started as a Bible school with 12 students in a garage. In a garage. Today, those 12 people have grown to over 20 people, 20,000 people. How did he start? It's a big vision, but he started small. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? My man of God, he said when they started the church in a classroom, in a classroom, they had no drums. He said he'll be hitting the table with his hand until his hand started bleeding. They had no microphone. They were sweating. He said there was water because it was so hot that they have to put barrels of water in front. People are, when people are thirsty, they come and drink water. And as they are drinking, the water is disrupting his preaching. But he didn't give up. He was still preaching to these people from a little classroom. Today is one of the largest churches in the world. Lift up your eyes from where you are. From where you are. But look at how big the vision is. From where you are and look where northward, southward, eastward, and westward. That's how big the vision is. It's a global vision. But start out small. This is where many visions die. They see the magnitude of the vision. They say, ah, I don't want to start small. I don't want anybody to laugh at me. And as a result of that, they killed the vision. The king of kings and the lord of lords. Where was he born? In a manger. (laughs) In a manger. This is God. The owner of the universe. He wanted his son to show forth his glory. And where was he born? In a manger. There was no room in the inn for him. Not that, I mean, this is the king. This is the king of kings. You don't give birth to a king of kings in a manger. Are you getting how this kingdom operates? Why? Because God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So don't be, don't be scared where you are starting from. That kitchen business, starts small. It might be your two by four kitchen. Start that cooking business. Just start that cooking, writing book. Write, do a sketch, do something. Start something this year. Lift up your hand. I want to pray the spirit of boldness upon you. I pray right now that the spirit of boldness will come upon you. In the name of Jesus. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us the spirit of boldness. I release the grace for boldness into your life. 
from today in the name of Jesus. And decree it so. From today, God will give you boldness, the spirit of boldness to take some steps that will seem ridiculous in the eyes of men. But just wait for that vision. The Bible says that though the vision tarries, wait for it. For the end it shall speak. Hallelujah. Give Jesus some praise for that. So yes, it's a big vision, but we start small. Verse 15 of Genesis chapter 13. It says, for all the land which thou seest. Oh, when I read things like this, I become taller than Goliath. This is a blank check. God said, yes, Lot might have taken everything away from you. You are occupying the worst part of the land. But I'm telling you, if you can lift up your eyes and look northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land that you see, can you see it? The question is, can you see it? He said, for all, not some, for all the land which you see. Today, some of you need to leave here and start seeing. That's right. Just seeing. Start seeing buildings. Amen. And prophesying. That's where my bank is going to be. Amen. See buildings and start saying, that's where my, my nursery is going to be. Amen. That's where my school is going to be. For all the land that you see. The question is, can you see? For all the land that you see. So your business is not how you're going to get the land. Your business is to go and see the land. Just continue seeing. For all the land that you see to thee will I give it. The giving of the land is God's responsibility. The sin of the land is your responsibility. Amen. The pro comes from God. The vision comes from you. The sin of the land is your responsibility. The sin of the vision is your responsibility. But the making provision for the vision is God's responsibility. Many of you in this church, I don't know you. I didn't know you from anywhere. When God gave me this vision many years ago, you were not there? Were you there? You were not there. As I'm speaking to you now, I can remember the exact place, the room where he gave me this vision many years ago. But you were not there. My responsibility is to have the vision and to see it. Within the vision, there are dramas. Within the vision, there are television people. Within the vision, there are, there are projectors. Within the vision, there are keyboards. Within the vision, there are guitar players. Within the vision, there are, there are givers. Within the vision, there are ushers. Within the vision, there are babies. There's everything in the vision. You were not there. But so far as I received the vision, it was God's responsibility to bring you in. Why are you waiting to see the people before you start the vision? 
until I see the man, I'm not going to dress nice. Ha! You'll be single for life. Until I see the woman, I'm not going to shave my beard. What? Meanwhile, this lady doesn't like men who don't shave their beards. <laughs> Why are you waiting? Dress nice. Shave nice. Put on some nice cologne. Praise God. So when you lift up your holy hands to heaven, there will be no fumes coming from... Jamaica and Zimbabwe. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. I said praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? God said to the land that you see, I will give it. I will give it. If you can see it, God said I will give it. I pray that God will open the eyes of your understanding. Yeah. I pray that the Holy Spirit will enlighten your, your, the eyes of your understanding to be able to see. Nelson Mandela was in a two by four prison but he saw a free South Africa. What can you see? What can you see? What can you see? What can you see? You only have access to what you see. You only get what you see. If you can't see it, you can't have it. This is how this kingdom works. And when I say see, not physical seeing. Some of you, when you are flying in a plane, you need to be taking some territories. As you are flying hours and begin to say, Father, every nation I'm flying through right now, my seed shall possess this land. My seed shall possess this land. This land will never fight against my seed. Hallelujah. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream that one day the black man and the white man will be eating together. He saw it. Is it happening today? Yes. I see a global vision. I see a church full of presidents. I see a church full of billionaires this year. I see a church full of men and women who are healed in the name of Jesus. I see the glory of God in this church. I see this church as a church that is taking territories. That is what I see. Can you see it? God said, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. Generations after you will never suffer again. Because you are seen. Generations after you will call you blessed. They'll say, go 
God bless my great grandfather. God bless my great, great, great grand grandmother. Because they saw it and because of that, we are working in it. Some of you will leave inheritance. Not some of you, all of you in this church. You will leave inheritances for not just your children, for minimum 10 generations from you. All this business of little father die, little property, and 20 children are fighting over that little property, going to court, five years court, 10 years court, 20 years court. God forbid. It shall not be so in your life. When my father was going to, was alive, I told him, with boldness and confidence and in humility. I said, Dad, don't put my name in your will. I had nothing then. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You see, when you have the vision, your talk is not based on what you physically have. Yeah. Are, you get, are you getting this? Your talk is not based on what you physically have. Because you, the Bible says that, I think a scripture was read, was read tonight, that Abraham saw a city. He saw a city whose builder was God. Are you following what I'm saying? When you have a vision, you, you, you don't talk based on where you are. You see what others can see. Gehazi woke up one night and said, oh, oh, Master Elisha, the enemies have surrounded us. Elisha was just smiling. Elisha was just laughing because Elisha could see what Gehazi couldn't see. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. That's my prayer for you. That God will open your eyes to see. Where others are going down, you are going up. Where others are, are getting poorer, you are prospering. Where in the company, God will open your eyes to see opportunities. In your area, God will open your eyes to see opportunities. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy over you this year, you will not be the same again. I refuse for you to be the same again. Like Daniel, you'll be ten times better. I said you'll be ten times better. I said you'll be ten times better. This year, I prophesied Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 11 upon you. You will be a thousand times more this year. I said you will be a thousand times more this year. You will be a thousand times more this year. Solution, you will be a thousand times more this year. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Can you see it? If you can see it, God is committed to give it to you. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. God came to Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see, Jeremiah? Jeremiah said, I see, I see, I see, I see a rod of an almond tree 
Jeremiah said it boldly that I see it. Then God said to Jeremiah in verse 12, God said, Jeremiah, you are seeing well. This year you will see well. Some of you who want to get married this year, you will see well. You will not see no snake. Any snake that comes near you, any wolf, clothing, sheep's clothing, you will see well this year. I said you will see well this year. You will see well this year. In the name of Jesus. God said, Jeremiah, you have seen well. And because you have seen well, I am committed to hasten to perform what you have seen. If you can see this year, God will hasten to perform it. Time is coming. Anybody that talks, I, I will teach vision till I become an authority in it. Anywhere somebody mentioned the subject vision, my name will come up. Amen. I'm committed. Amen. And I'm investing hours and hours into this teaching. What I'm supposed to give you this year is a lot. This year, if you fail, then nobody can help you. Ah, but you will not fail this year. Failure will be far away from you in the name of Jesus. Quickly, as we get ready to close, there are four things that prevent us from seeing afar. Four things. Number one. Number one, it's wrong atmosphere. <laughs> wrong atmosphere. If you are in the wrong atmosphere, you will not see far. When I talk about wrong atmosphere, I'm talking about, you know, being among, being, being, being in the wrong area. You are just in a wrong, you see, the Holy Spirit doesn't move in certain atmospheres. Even though he's omnipresent. The Holy Spirit will never move in a nightclub. He's omnipresent, right? He's everywhere. But you'll never see in a nightclub people falling under the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no! It will never happen. Why? Because it's wrong atmosphere. That's why the Bible says, God said, come out. Come out from among them. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Be careful of your conversations this year. Don't associate yourself with people who will tell you, you can't do it. You can't buy that house. Says who? On the basis of what you earn, you can, who told you, you, God said, I'm going to give you a house based on what you earn? Who told you that? Joseph was not qualified to be a prime minister of Egypt, yet he became because he could see wrong atmosphere. Number two, wrong association. 
Four things that prevent us from seeing afar off. Number one, wrong atmosphere. Number two is wrong association. Your associations this year are important. Anyone who calls you and after they finish talking to you, you are depressed, delete their number from your phone or block them from your phone. Wrong association. Wrong, you are associating with the wrong people. That's why God gave the children of Israel specific instructions as priests. You cannot touch dead things because you are a priest. Some associations are dead. You are life and you are associating with dead things. And by the time they finish talking, you come out and you are so polluted. As you see me here, I don't have any friend oh, because I know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't have any friend. No, that's the truth. I don't have anybody who calls me and say, hello, how are you? And we stay on the line for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. What? No. Because sometimes you are one of a kind. Where you are going, you are a Mercedes-Benz. How can a Mercedes-Benz be playing with uh, uh, <laughs> How can a Mercedes-Benz be playing with uh, uh, you know which car I'm coming to now. That if you are the owner of that car in this church, just know that I'm using it as an example. Fiat, how can a, a Mercedes-Benz be a friend of Fiat? Do we have owners of Fiat in this car? God shall upgrade you this year. Say a good amen. <laughs> there is only one car, Mercedes-Benz and the others. I guess we don't know their name. So choose your associations very carefully this year. You see, your vision draws you closer to people who think and talk the same way you talk. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that rich people always want to hang out with rich people? Yeah. The scriptures are clear. Bears of the same feathers do what? Yeah. The scriptures are clear. It says, it says, be careful for, for, for um, something good manners corrupt something, something. What, what does it say? Evil communication corrupts good manners. Yeah, you have good manners, but you, evil communication will corrupt your good manners. So be careful. Number three, wrong aspirations. Wrong aspirations. That has to do with, I want to do it better than him. Your aspirations are wrong. They have a shoe, I'll get 10 shoes. Come on. You don't know how much they earn. 
this lady always come to church, new hairstyle, new hairstyle. Do you know how much she earns? She doesn't show you her salary, her pay slip. Mind your business, oh. <laughs> Mind your own business. In this church, I used to wear one suit for nearly four years or five years. One suit. One. Every Sunday. One. Same. One day, I came with a new one. Second new. And then one of the members said, Hey, pastor, today you are wearing a new suit. I said, look at this one. Always you have been seeing me wearing one suit. You did not buy me another one. Where you are going is different. Where I'm going is different. Somebody can wear a 10,000 pound suit. As for me, right now, I'm on a 10 pound suit level. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't follow, don't have wrong aspirations this year. He's done it so I can do it better. No, it's no competition. It's no competition. Have the right dream. Have the right vision. Let God be the the manufacturer of that vision. Number four, last but not the least, is wrong attitude. Wrong attitude. Remember, attitude is everything. Because your attitude determines your altitude. Or how high you go in life. I've seen the most gifted people in this world. But they had the wrong attitude. That shuts the door in their face. The Bible says. um, Somewhere in Numbers chapter 12 verse 3. And Exodus chapter 12, verse 3. Put it up there, let's see. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. And, and Exodus chapter 12, verse 3. It says, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Very what? Meek. That's attitude. Exodus 12, 3. Speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take unto them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. No, don't worry. We'll focus on the numbers, numbers one. The key word is very meek. Who did God reveal Genesis, the creation to Moses? Because he was very meek. Be gifted. Be talented, but be very meek. Be great, but know the source of your greatness. When God brings the vision to pass, don't say, (coughs) ladies and gentlemen, I am the manufacturer of this vision. No, please humble yourself. Moses was very meek. Attitude is everything. You see, you can be very gifted, but if your attitude is wrong, you won't go far. Let me show you what a wrong attitude is. Some of you can identify with this. A wrong attitude is having a bad toothache. 
It's like having a bad toothache. You have 32 teeth. But there is one in there that is aching. The other 31 are also crying. Are you getting what I'm saying? A wrong attitude is having nuts, cashew, and there's a wrong one. There's a one that is gone off. And you take all, the, all of them together, put it in your mouth, and the one that is rotten spoils the rest. That's what wrong attitude is. If your attitude is wrong, no matter how gifted you are, it spoils everything. It shall not be so in your life. In the name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. There's so much to teach. We have five weeks. God will help us. Let's rise up on our feet. And and I just want us to pray. To pray and just to, to just pray that this year God will help us. That God will help you. I want you to pray with fervency. For the next eight minutes, I want us to pray like never before. Pray for your vision. Some of you, your vision has been dead. Your vision has has been shelved. You want to pray that the Holy Spirit will revive that vision. We resurrect that vision. That your vision will not die. Pray that God will bring resources. That the vision will not be frustrated. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. If you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray for your vision. For when there is no vision, the people perish. Pray, pray, pray for your vision. Pray for your vision that God will help you this year. That God will sustain your infirmities. That God will take you to the next level. Spirit of the living God. Overshadow our vision. Overshadow our vision. Overshadow every vision in this house. May no vision die. Jesus will never die. That holy thing. That holy thing will not die. In the name of Jesus. You are praying like someone who don't have a vision. It's time to pray fervently. It's time to pray with fervency. Pray that God will help your vision this year. That this year the vision will speak. The vision will speak this year. The vision will speak this year. Your vision will speak this year. Father, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Oh, Father, help us. Help every vision, both young and old. Revive our vision. Revive our vision. Revive our vision. Let this house be a house of visions. Let this house be a house of vision. Let this house be a house of vision. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Resources. 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 For the completion of the vision. 
Take away every vision killer. Take away every vision killer. Send us men and women who help us on God. Who help us on God. May we not go to the grave with the vision you have given us. May we not go to the grave with the vision you have given us. Help us on God. wanted to kill his vision. I pray for you today that God will deliver you from every vision killer. In the name of Jesus. Billy Graham was just a preacher. He was not the most revelatory preacher. He was just preaching John 3.16. One day an owner of a television, a newspaper, stood and heard how he was preaching with passion. And he said, write an article about him. 
and they wrote an article about him. And then the next moment, everybody heard about Billy Graham. It was not because he was good, but God sent vision helpers his way. I pray for you today that this year, God will send vision helpers your way. T.D. Jakes was preaching to 12 people every year, year upon year, for years. Then he was giving just seven minutes on TBN. And within that seven minutes, the entire United States of America heard of him. And the owner of the TV station started putting him on TV for half an hour free and the next minute T.D. Jakes became a household name. I pray for you today that your vision will not die on the desert. That whatever you need the human resources the financial resources the material resources every resources you need to make that vision a reality I pray right now in the name of Jesus that God will send you vision helpers from today I decree an open heaven over this ministry that this house will become a house of visionaries men and women who see vision who have vision Whose vision are changing the world. Yes, Lord. So shall it be. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We call it done. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Let's celebrate the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said let's celebrate the Lord. of you whose vision are dead tonight it was resurrected you will start speaking about that vision again and God will bring it to pass in Jesus name thank you so much for taking time to listen to the solution word by Pastor Adama Segbeji for prayer or further details please call us on 01293 5000 or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road Northgate Crawley RH10 8HQ your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations